Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your favorite weekly sports show. This is ITC Sports Ball with your man Jerome Span. We've got, of course, the one and only, the legendary. Oh, you know it's your boy Mason back. Got the crispy sound waves coming through, you know. <laughs> Look at him, he's feeling all extra good because it's crispy on the screen. It's crispy on the mic, boy. You know what? They should have never gave you niggas money. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> but of course, we have with us too the resident producer of ITC, the number one troll around these parts. He is that man, Daryl. Oh my goodness, I am. Here. Uh, see, look, he didn't even know. See, we're gonna start finding niggas for now using their phone around here. We're gonna start finding them. You see, that's why he a troll. You see that. You would have knocked one of us crazy if one of us had the phone ring. You see this guy? I you put it on guy? silent. <laughs> Lies. Lies. We do not believe you because we just heard it. You we don't what? believe you. You need more people. <laughs> there we go. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back this week to ITC Sports Ball. Of course, we're here to have a good time with you. Take through some of the stories from the week and, of course, give you the Picks for this week's NFL's games. But we have got to get started with a story that we actually covered the start of last week on ITC Sports Ball, which is the nonsense going on at the Phoenix Suns organization. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just to recap for you, for those that may not have heard last week's episode or may not have seen the um, stories about this, but essentially there has been racism, misogyny, and a um, toxic work workplace essentially being reported coming out of the Phoenix Suns in a report from ESPN that had over 70 different people that were willing to speak to the organization, former and current employees are in, within that 70. Well, over this past week, gentlemen, his wife, Mrs. Penny Sarver, the wife of Robert Sarver, decided to turn around and start messaging some of these people stating, hey, if anything happens to my family, you guys will pay the price, essentially. It's not her exact words, but, uh, you know, basically, it. Let, let, let me put it this. This is, uh, this is what she said. This is the exact quote. She says, this is Penny Sarver. I know a lot of bridges were burned between you and Robert, and you are very bitter. I want to remind you that real lives are at stake here. Later in the message, she added... Please put your hatred aside and realize you are causing, uh, realize the hurt you are causing by spreading lies and fabrications. Is your time in the spotlight that important? If something happens to one of my children, I will hold you and Earl Watson personally responsible. Think about your own child for a second and imagine the tables turned. Now, look, boys, I'm going to have to say that sounds pretty freaking mafioso to me so i've already set the table so mace let me how take you feel about this, on this here, listen <laughs> <clears throat> this sounds to me like one of two things either she got either she already got the top men ready to go in case some shit goes down like she's got them you know the dudes in the, in the black coats that ain't got no name so yeah, she, got a, <laughs> she got a few of them ready for you or <clears throat> or 
she about to snitch on everybody. That is the only two things that I can come up with. If she goes down, she making sure that she take everybody on the boat with her so they can all sink too. Like it, it's um, I'm ready for it. I want to see it all. I'm hey, hey man, if 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 everybody got to go down with the boat and the NBA is just some governless land, cool. Don't bother me none. Get them out. Now, Daryl, I know this is uh, this is the first you've seen of her comments on this. I know you saw the story last week. So uh, with that look in your face, Daryl, you look like you got something to say. So uh, how you feeling about her comments there, Daryl? So let me let me just uh, jump on how the mace just put out there, just like I have something on everybody. Um, if she if she had that type of ammo, I feel like it'd been put out already. But it's always hate, and you hurt my family if if my money's getting tossed and getting a how would I say it getting threatened <laughs> but um nah I, I feel like there's a lot of no accountability in this this is literally a strong deflection i feel like that they're doing i don't how would this even play if this actually became like a real case like that's 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 what i really want to see because that's that's literally that's like trying to like threaten witnesses everything like i don't know how's that supposed to work <laughs> that's where we're about to see some real problems for the servers in this things were already looking bad as it was right i mean you have to think about it this way if espn is willing to put out what these 70 people said right imagine all the stuff that they heard that they just couldn't verify enough to put out you know like espn is a place that for for all their faults, right? They do have a good vetting process for the most part, as far as you know, reporting stories and what they're willing to put out there to avoid legal liability. So, I I have to put some validity in, into what's being said. So it makes you wonder. All right, what 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 is the stuff that you guys heard that you didn't put in this report? Because that's the stuff that's probably going to get them fired. Because now. The NBA is doing their own investigation, and that's going to be a problem for the for the Phoenix Suns and the Sarver family because, hey, look, man, there's going to be even more people willing to speak on the record now, especially after you gave someone a mafioso threat. This is legitimate mob shit, fellas. Like, we're talking about some gang behavior. This is legitimately what we're seeing. We, Fellas. We've all watched Narcos, right? We've all seen <laughs> Narcos, right? Yes. What What did Pablo tell you? Plata o plomo, right? Gold or lead, baby, you make your choice. That's basically <laughs> what she's saying. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I think this is going to now snowball into something even worse. The worst mistake that Penny Sarver made was actually going and doing this because that's now just going to make things snowball. Now you look guilty. Now you look like you're trying to cover up things that may not even came out yet and if that's the case if there is more beyond the racism misogyny the toxic workplace bruh i like i said last week y'all took donald sterling's team for racism this man got racism sexism and toxic workplace 
And not only go. that, in the in there, she she specifically mentioned Earl Watson. Like, why would you call this man out <laughs> out of all the seventy people who have dirt on your family? Like, why him? Like that 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 right there to me just says that um, he took the brunt of it and probably took some of the flack for other people, or kept mm-hmm. them, or he was the vest to keep other people out of the. Um, out of the uh, gun's eye of this man's uh, or this workplace um, <clears throat> behavior, so um, yeah, I, I'm, if I'm if I'm Earl Watson at this point, hey, hey, man, go ahead and bring go ahead and bring me my McDonald's because I'm snitching, boy. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know how they do on First Forty Eight when they get that cigarette in that McDonald's after, after the commercial break, and they didn't just hey, what well, they've been singing. Yeah, man, go ahead and sit me in the room, bring me my food, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, all right. Think they already singing as it is. Like, oh, gee, two dollars, two dollars, Daryl, two dollars. <laughs> if if you wanted to bet on this horrible nonsense, like you could add a dollar to this and you a hundred percent get your money because she just sound crazy. Like, how how you gonna just point someone out? Out like how that one percent. <laughs> you put the one percent out, not even talking trash. <laughs> Tell the truth, and then, mm-hmm. and then, like, hey, um, well, if you threaten my family and my kids, you will sure pay. <laughs> it's it's not behavior, bro. It's so crazy. I'm it's like, I'm Watson's comments. Now I'm like Watson's thinking. Comment. I would say Earl Watson's comments have only been, they've been just been kind of vague. He hasn't really just like gone into detail with him. Like his public comments well, have been fairly the problem vague. Is, the problem is, is what was in that report. It was when Earl, Earl Watson uh, cited a specific time where Robert Sarver used the N-word in front of him twice. And it was basically essentially asking him why can Draymond Green run up and down the course saying, Nigga, and I can't run up and down the court saying nigga. <laughs> like, I, I, like, it's wild to me, first off, that he was willing to say that. But I think the wildest comment of them all is the one that we talked about last week, where he was like, These niggas need a nigga as a coach. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, but, hey, man. They gotta relate, bro. What you mean? That's that's the best way, right? (laughs) (laughs) But little does he know the secret we all know, though, is that there's bound to be some black men who look at him and be like, I ain't respecting you. You ain't you ain't you just another nigga, dog. So I mean he doesn't understand that there's a weird dynamic at play. There is some here, here here's here's the craziest part. As crude as the message was that he put, there is some validity to the thought process of what he's saying, which is, hey, that we should try and get a black coach for black players. It would be easier for him to connect with the players. There is some validity to that. But my guy, you know the rules. You have to say it like that, my boy. (laughs) Exactly. You can't say the N-word. You know the rules, baby. Come on. Hey, hey, lucky you didn't blackface. He he said his pocket's (laughs) too deep for them rules. (laughs) Hey, look. If white people want to trade being able to say the N-word for the power structure in this country, cool, baby, y'all can have the N-word. And y'all know, look, y'all two both know me. You know I've been saying nigga a lot. <laughs> I give that's it a, up if you just say, hey, we, black people get the power that's structure. A good deal. <laughs> that's a good so, deal. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm not uh, I'm not for any of this nonsense that he is. And, like, I think I'm just going to have to say it again. At this point, there's no way the NBA, in my mind, can keep him around. Because, dude, if Donald Sterling, who, if we're being honest about it, Donald Sterling's comments were very crude, right? But he didn't even say the N-word. You know what I'm saying? He was alluding to the N-word very, very hard. <laughs> like he was like, he was trying his hardest to call Magic Johnson a nigga without saying the word nigga, but he didn't say it. And we still it, and his team is still gone, right? They still took his team. So if you're talking about a dude who blatantly there are multiple reports of him doing this, on, baby, he gotta go. Right now. Yeah. Let's hope for a heavy uh, punishment. That's it. Honestly, I think that's why the NBA started their their investigation so quickly. They're trying to get this resolved quickly and not let this linger over, kind of like they did with the Sterling situation, which was when they said, hey, <laughs> we're suspending you. You can't even come around the team. Your family can't come, you know, all this stuff. Y'all can't be around the team. I think that's going to probably be the actions that the NBA has to take, right? Because at this point, I don't mean to be disparaging to anyone who may come to his defense, but if you're a self-respecting black person, how the hell could you work for him at this point? You know, like, how could you feel comfortable with that? How could you be okay with working for that guy at this point? Yes, I am the first to admit that there is a lot of racism out here with a lot of people and they hide it and we're and probably a good chunk of us are probably working for somebody that's racist, right? I acknowledge that. But the difference is here is that these dudes have a choice. We don't really have choice in this matter, right? They can actually do some things actively in place to get this dude out. Like they can not play games until this dude's out of here. You know what I mean? They have ways of getting them out. Us, on the other hand, because we don't have the financial freedom as a normal person, hey, we we may have to work for this racist for a little bit longer until we can find a non-racist to work for. You know, but the NBA, as an organization that wants to say, that they are principled and that they are standing up for what is right. You can't have somebody like this around somebody that even let's just play the game of even if Robert Sarver is actually not a racist, right? You cannot have somebody around that is so myopic that they don't understand that there are rules to being in a society and you as a white man cannot say the N word. It's a very simple thing to understand. It's not a hard concept by any stretch from the imagination. So if he can't understand it at this point, he doesn't deserve to own that team. That is a privilege. That is not a right. That is a privilege. Privileges can be revoked. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um, regardless of how this shakes out, he um, his team should not be his team anymore. No, sir. No, sir. But to not get stuck in the mud there with the Phoenix Suns, uh, who who – Mace, I have to say, they've still gotten off to a pretty good start this season, and they look like they are for real, for real. They're not one of these teams that, you know, just has all the success. In, in an injury-packed uh, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they still seem, they, they seem to be playing very well, but I don't want to get stuck in the mud with them. But moving forward here, now, Mace, there has been some movement in this whole Aaron Rodgers saga, okay? <laughs> now... <laughs> I don't know if you took time to watch some of what was said in his second interview with Pat McAfee, but my friend, it was nonsensical 
at best, at worst, backpedaling, trying to make everybody like him again. You know, like it, it's it's quite astounding to me how Aaron Rodgers is at once trying to present you the appeal of that I'm an intellectual and I am smarter than the average guy, but always been like, no, you gotta like me. I need you to like me. Don't be mad at me. No, not me. Please, please, not me. And it's like, come on, baby. So the reason why I say that is, hey, if you didn't see it, he basically backpedaled on his statements. He basically tried to quasi-apologize for, you know, say, for lying and being like, oh, yeah, you know, I know I was being kind of dishonest. Da, da, da. Mace, at this point with Aaron Rodgers, how do you feel about the entirety of how he has handled this situation? To be honest with you, man, um, I'm surprised the NFL hasn't stepped in and like actually suspended him games for this because not only did he lie, uh, Green Bay lied, like I said last week. Like, I mean, that it's just a, a huge just to make this man happy so he might stay with y'all. So um, at this point, man, he, he's got to be suspended games like a, a little fine. A fourteen thousand dollar fine to Aaron Rodgers is a, is is not even a drop in the bucket, bro. I mean, he could mm-hmm. probably he could probably pull that up from up under his pillow at night. You know <laughs> like, um, it, he he's got to sit out some games after he's cleared from these uh, uh, COVID protocols, man. Because to to blatantly lie and um, fabricate um, a story. Just because you don't feel like you need to be vaccinated, like you're above the mandates, uh, yeah, man, it's. I, I still, when he's on the field, I still hate his guts. I still believe his team. I still believe he's gonna. But, but, Aaron Rodgers, outside of that number twelve package jersey, man, uh, he's. It makes you look at it makes you understand that that these professional athletes that we see who are always trying to say the right thing, they're they're human beings and that they um, have their own set of nonsensical beliefs, just like most people do about mm-hmm. certain things. And um, <clears throat> this uh, especially with the pandemic going on and everything, you can definitely tell who who those people are. It's a lot easier to tell like who's actually there for their team. Cause there's a lot of guys who reported, I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable taking it, but I took the vaccine. I got the shot because I want to play for the team, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever the case may be, they, they, they sucked it up and, and, and did what they need to do to be available for the team. And those guys you give credit to because they do take the team sports serious. And then you have your Aaron Rodgers who blatantly lies. Like, I mean, you can't even heap him into the same uh, group with Kyrie. Cause I mean, at least Kyrie straight up flat out said, I'm not doing it. There's nothing y'all can do to make me do it. That's just how I feel. Aaron Rodgers blatantly lied about it. I mean, there's other guys in the NFL who aren't vaccinated, but they follow the mandates. Mm-hmm. Aaron like, look, just thought he was above reproach. Like, look, Cole Beasley. Look, I-, I have way more respect for you right now, Cole Beasley. Than Kyrie than I do for Aaron Rodgers. I think, look, I think both of their stances are absolutely asinine, stupid, whatever you want to call it, right? I think they are that. But at least them two dudes is willing to own it. Aaron Rodgers was out here like, no, I can't tell you, you might not like me. It's, it's disgusting, man, to see a grown man that constantly wants to present himself as um, 
such an intellectual to turn around and then be so intellectually dishonest about his entire approach to presenting his vaccination status, right? It's like, come on, bro. It's absolutely laughable. Like, and then to, and then to see him go on Pat McAfee again and try to slide some more, he needs to realize something. Aaron, you need to go do an interview with somebody that's going to ask you some real questions. Because Pat, look, I got no beef with Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk. I actually think that their show, what they do is actually entertaining. It's good, right? It's a fun show. It's a football show, right? But he ain't going to ask you no hard questions. Your former teammate, AJ Hawk, ain't asking you no, no hard questions. No. So you, you need to get with somebody that's actually going to ask you some real stuff because the stuff you're saying right now is stupid. It's just stupid. You sound stupid. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so harsh and just calling somebody stupid, but when I see dumb behavior, I have to call it what it is. <laughs> like, Daryl, Daryl, am I wrong? Isn't just the, beha- the outright behavior of this just stupid? It's like some stuff, it, it's like telling lie. He's doing stuff that like a child would do. He's telling the lie like, hey, just because you can't prove it, that means I'm not lying. It's like, no, nigga, I ain't dumb. I got a brain, Aaron, A-A-Ron. I'm happy that you gave him like five stupids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how? But let's we we get we can talk about the interviews. We can talk how he's trying to bail himself out. But nothing beats the saying, "I'm allergic to something inside the freaking vaccine." Without even describing what you're allergic what, what, to. What? <laughs> specific ingredient like like how do you know like what ingredient are you and on, like on top of that that's the does key. does it does, does he make Kyrie look better or does like oh yes oh, oh yes. yeah look I I wrote that whole article right about Kyrie you guys you guys have read it I appreciate yeah. anybody out here in the inside cage fan base has read it appreciate y'all have re- received some good feedback appreciate it I I at least can respect Kyrie's the fact that he feels like he's standing on a moral stance, right? And that he feels like he's doing something that he's morally obligated to. And even though he hasn't even been the best about explaining it, he's at least been willing to own his stance and not try to half-ass it, right? Not try and be like, well, no, I might get the vaccine or I might be vaccinated. Kyrie, like May said, outright told y'all, no, nah, bro, I'm not doing it. So I, I at least can respect that. Like I said, both stances are stupid as I don't know what, but at least Kyrie's like Kyrie and Cole Beasley and, and, and Wiggins and stuff like at least these guys were willing to come out and own what their truth was instead of sitting there spitting a whole bunch of BS trying to mislead everybody to what your status actually was. But the only difference is like I feel like with the whole Kyrie thing is because they are in New York and we all know about the mandate in New York. New York was mm-hmm. New York was more like a force situation. Like you can't really like decide, decide what you're gonna do. Aaron Rodgers, that's a that's another thing. Like let me walk around and just say I, I'm allergic to certain things and certain uh, needles and call it a day, you know? Like yeah, that work. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, we've taken vaccines our entire life and have no idea what's in them. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a Everybody wants to be a special snowflake now. So it's, 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 it's <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. It's, I don't it's, it's do that. wild. It's wild to me that we, 
people probably can't even name two ingredients inside of the COVID vaccine, but yet feel like they it's just not. It's I'm, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't know what's in it. Have you, have you looked? Have you tried to find out? COVID nineteen. <laughs> is, is, is there on a light in there? You know what I'm saying. I mean, fellas, y'all know my stance on, on people trying to BS about getting the vaccine, right? I think it's just stupid. I think what, what's happening right now is people are choosing to be stupid. They're exercising their American right to be stupid. And I'm sorry for anyone who may hear this and they, they feel offended that I'm calling you dumb. But I'm sorry, man. I've presented a long – there. this is a ongoing thing over the last year of recordings where I've been telling y'all to get the damn vaccine. So I'm sorry if you haven't gotten it at this point, I have no choice but to think you're just stupid. Like, that, I really don't. I, I, you're not leaving me any other option because we're in the middle of the pandemic. We have something that can at, le- at, at, at the very least make the consequences of you catching another variant not so devastating, can keep you out of the hospital right? We have that in place, and yet people are still like, nah, fuck it, bro. It doesn't give me 100% immunity, so I'm good. Huh? (laughs) Is you stupid? Is you dumb or is you stupid? Which one? So, yeah, like I said, I think I'm 100% in agreement with you, though, Mace. I think Rogers has to be suspended by the league for the fact that he was out here acting the way he was, that he was really trying to put off the entire perception that he was perceived. Daryl, do you think it's fair for the NFL to suspend him at least for a game saying, Hey man, you were out here being very, very dishonest with your entire presentation and how you were going about things. We got to sit you down for a game. Everything is justified. Yeah. Suspension should be the key. And didn't the, um, the NFL actually um, find like the green Bay organization? Um... Yeah. $300,000. What, what, what's that? What fine is that? Mean? What is that? That's going a, to them? You talk about how how a drop in the bucket for his thirteen thousand for Aaron Rodgers. Imagine for that a multi a multi million dollar organization that doesn't have a that doesn't have an owner. What what's it's got money to blow? What's three hundred thousand of them? And they're in. I'm sorry, Wisconsinites. I know some. I know we got some fans up there. I'm sorry. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all support. But it's also Wisconsin, bro. Like, so it ain't that expensive <laughs> to be up there. Like, come on, baby. What is it? Can literally, can you guys name me anything else about the city of Green Bay beyond the Packers? Can you name me anything? I have no clue. Nope. Are they next to a body <laughs> of water? Are they call Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> is it called oh, Green? No. Is it called the Green Bay? <laughs> Green Bay because there's a large oh. amount of algae turning the water green there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing about that place <laughs> besides the Packers. My point exactly. So it's like they got plenty of money to blow. That don't mean nothing to them. They they $300, you just went like this to them. Bad Green Bay. Bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where Not really as a draft pick or two, I bet you they'll be hurting in. Hey, it's isn't it quite funny though how the stuff that the Patriots did over time, right? When it, when at the end of the day, what it comes down to is they were getting a little bit of extra film. I know people get so angry when I when I say this all the time about um Spygate. They were getting a little bit of extra film. They weren't actually doing something that other teams weren't doing too. So let's stop right there. Okay. They were getting a little extra film. 
and the balls were a little bit underinflated because Brady liked them a certain PSI. But yet they got docked draft picks and draft picks and draft picks, right? I think it's only this fair that health, this is a health precaution right here. You're putting exactly not just Aaron Rodgers and, and the rest of the people who are in his immediate vicinity, like he's going to, he's going out there on the field, speaking with the opposite team, speaking with, I mean, on the sideline with his team in the, in the um, reporters, he's in there with them, no mask on. I mean, this man has blatantly just saying, I'm, I'm cool on that. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And y'all can't make me do it because if you try to make me do it, I'm not coming back. So yep. that's negligence on green Bay's part. So like I said, that, they should be docked some some draft picks. Easy. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all on that. That's one of those things that, you know, Green Bay, as an organization, I understand that you guys were really trying to make things as comfortable as possible for Aaron Rodgers to come back, but you cannot do that at the expense and the risk of everybody else that's involved. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Aaron, look, you guys know I'm a Bears fan. I've dreamed of having a franchise quarterback who – we're going to cover my guy a little bit later here. But, um, you know, I've always dreamed of it. But I don't give a damn if you're my franchise quarterback or you're my star NBA player or, or whatever you want to be. If you are breaking the rules like that and you're being on BS just like that, I'm sorry, dog, you got to catch a suspension. I don't care if you play for my team or not. It's just the outright fact that you were willing to be so dishonest is morally repugnant in my mind because you're trying to present it as if you're being this high moral person, but yet you are really doing the absolute opposite. And you know, you're 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 telling people that on one hand you're telling someone, hey, I talk to a medical team, and then when you get pressed on it, it's oh, I just kind of talked to Joe Rogan about it. <laughs> <laughs> like bruh. Joe Rogan Come on, is the bro. leading medical expert in the United States right now. <laughs> hey, bro, I didn't know that Joe Rogan here won the, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize to, you know, scientific advancements in the medical field. I didn't know that he did that. I, You know, I thought Joe yeah, was just... Apparently, Joe Rogan is a jack of all trades, bro. <laughs> <I> apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently he knows he knows how to fix our country's politics. He knows how to fix our medical problems. He knows how to do everything. He's Joe Rogan. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Everybody talking about inflation. Put Joe Rogan in there, boy. He'll get that budget right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy. Gas to be back down to 250 in no time, boy. Put Joe Rogan in there. Joe Rogan. He is the answer. Oh, hey, yeah. 2024, Joe Rogan, bro. He's the answer, dog. Hey, hey, don't be, don't be surprised when you look up in 2024 and the Republican ticket is Trump and Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame because it's like when you think about it, you're like, damn, that actually could happen. Because I mean, think about <laughs> who, who would run with Trump at this point? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Jump at the opportunity. Hey, what? Let's, let's do it, baby. <laughs> these ideas i'm joe rogan son you've been listening to me for for fucking 10 years i'm joe rogan baby no it'd be interesting oh my goodness you got trump joe rogan kanye and the rock oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't put the rock in this bro leave him out of this look if we, up, 
if we end up with a presidential ticket where I have to vote for one of those four, I'm moving. I'm gone, dog. Like America has gone listen, all the way off the rails. No, nah, you can't do. You can't do that. Everybody said they removed when Trump got in office. They didn't. No, nah, dog. Uh, no, nah, dog. I, they look. I already got my Canadian connections. I'm good. Facts. I'm going straight I got to Canada. Yeah, I don't know Facts. what you talking. I've, about. I've, hey, I've got my Canadian voucher ready to go. I got multiple people up in Canada ready to sit there and help me get asylum, baby. Because <laughs> right? look, I'm gonna tell you something. If if that dude manages to get back in office, I know what's coming soon after that. I'm not gonna wait for it to come, baby. I'm gone. I'm straight. I will look. I will fight oppression from across the border. I'm good. You gonna you gonna scream off the balcony? Hey, I see y'all down there. Look, look, I am too loud and too outspoken to stay here if that dude gets reelected because they gonna try as quick as they can to do just like Putin did or like Z did and start just changing the laws and being like, yeah, I can be president forever now. And it's like, oh no, oh no, president forever. That's horrible. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? Like, th- just not to go too far off topic, but could you guys ever even entertain wanting to do that? Like, why the why the hell would you want to be president forever of any country? That that just puts too much on you. I think that just takes <laughs> takes takes your lives away from you. you. Don't even have like. I mean, half these motherfuckers they they living on on lizard lives anyway, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. you can't, you can, bro, you cannot. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to tell everybody, all my ITC listeners right now, like I'm 100% in belief that Mitch McConnell's a lizard man. <laughs> reptilians? Now everybody's reptilians? <laughs> Maybe not everybody, but him for sure. Like, I mean, if we turn, if if, in, if within 150 years we find out that lizard people are real, I guarantee he's one of them. <laughs> well, I need their cam- I need their camo technology, yo. <laughs> like, uh, he, he, he's definitely one of them. He's got to be. He's got to be one of them. Oh, Mr. Look like he's like 150 years old, but <laughs> but somehow he can still get up and ruin everybody's day. I'm, like, does oh, he shed his so skin real. and get an extra 10 years? Like, what was going Why? on here? I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, he must have. You remember when he had his hand off, beat up and bruised up, and now he's you know what like, I'm saying? Like, like, that was a like, he couldn't get the skin off, like it, like it just hardened on there. So, you had to cover it up with some lotion so it's kind of peel off all nice. Like, yeah, man, he's a lizard person. 100%. I'm, I'm, oh, I will my. die on that hill. Oh, my god. Oh, oh goodness! All right, but but yes, uh, moving forward here. Yes, and as you know, ladies and gentlemen, each and every week we like to take you on a deep dive into the mind of a madman, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mace's Madness. You like the idea of salt this time? Um, uh, this is going to be another one where I don't really, um, talk shit about anybody. I'm going to, uh, actually praise the, the United States men's side. Uh, the last, they've been, they, as much shit as we, as, as it, it seems like I talk about them because the women are way better and should be paid as such. Um, the U.S. men's soccer team has, um, started taking a, a international foothold and um it's really becoming you, you you 
you see it from these past um these this, the tournaments over the summer and um just uh just yesterday the uh world cup qualifier against mexico man um our our men's team is looking like they have turned the corner we we understand our our manager understands who needs to be out there and how to put guys in the right positions um i think the the starters and key contributors have all been um pretty much identified i think that was the biggest issue these last few years is trying to figure out who were those guys going to be because usa soccer was in in a uh, transition period of getting some of the uh, the older heads, the, the Clint Dempsey's, the Jose Altidore's, the Michael Bradley's out the door and trying to get in the McKinney's, the Adams, Pulisic, and all mm-hmm. of that. So um, now, it, I mean, I'm excited to watch them play on a consistent basis now because the team is the, – the guys who were the young starlets who we hoped were, were going to be – the generation that that put us that skyrocketed us into that top 15 top 10 international uh soccer club you, you see the the progress that they have made and can continue to make because all these guys are like 25 and under you know what i'm saying like it's a, it's a fairly young team we have multiple opportunities on the international stage to skyrocket into that um <clears throat> that like okay maybe they're a top 10 team maybe they're a top 12 team or or, or that um that that world cup dark horse that you know things things of that nature so i mean it's uh i gotta give them credit man um these last three games especially these last three games against mexico because that's always been um the barometer which usa has been measured on is how well have we played against mexico um mm-hmm. and lately i mean it hasn't been good up until probably this year. I mean, it was always just a deal of, does Mexico want to bring out the heavy hitters to go ahead and stomp our head in and then call it a day or not? And now it doesn't seem like that is the case anymore. Like, it seems like we are a a competent match for them. Like, we have the skill to match their skill. And um, our manager seems to understand how to put guys in the right positions. So... Yeah, man, I gotta give them. I gotta give them credit right now. Like I always say, we talk a lot of shit about them because uh, they're overpaid. But um, <laughs> hopefully soon they can earn their paychecks. Facts. I will just say everything that May said is true. Very impressed by a lot of performances last night. Um, what this team reminds me of is you remember about eight years ago, Mace, when we started seeing all those pieces for Belgium were in place. And it was like, wait a minute, you guys might have something here. That's the point that I feel like USA is at, where it's like, hey, if you guys can keep stringing some games together, it should be something special here. We'll probably see the best US team uh, on the men's side that we've ever seen, right? All I will just finish by saying is just simply, dos es zero. Dos hey, hey, we know who the man in the mirror is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, I like it. And just for perspective for all those haters out there, this is the first time since 1937 that a either team has swept all three games that they have played in a calendar year. 
the first time since 1937. Mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's $2 on me. That That is an impressive performance by by team usa and so i'm very excited to see where we go I mean, into the future that when you look at that mexico squad bro they brought the hitters man they they mm-hmm. brought um uh, jimenez out chucky lozano corona they they had their they had their cream of the crop out right now and uh yeah y'all took that one yeah <laughs> but moving forward here we have to of course touch on Another performance that happened since the last time we were off. And that was the UFC card from last week where Daryl was wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So, Daryl, last week you picked Mr. Covington. You said he was going to do what? Upset Usman. Am I correct on that? Right, right. If I remember right, you, you said that, right? That was you, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my feelings. Leave me alone. <laughs> he made a so pick now, out of passion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Daryl, are you willing to admit that Kamar Usman is much better than you've been trying to give him credit for? You come on, come on and say it. Come on. There was nothing. I'm listening. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there was nothing impressive about that whole fight. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going to be. I'm going to be that guy. There's nothing impressive about that whole fight. Kamaru has been does the same thing. Control. Same thing. Did Covington stop it? But this is the thing. Did he stop it? Did you see my reasons why I wanted Kobe to actually win? Right. Hold on. Time out. Did Kobe stop it? You said it's the same thing. He fought this man twice. Did he stop it? No. But he got takedown though. He got takedown though. Ooh, 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 he got to take, he finally took him down. And what he do with it? What he do with it? Nothing. Hey, I could say the Aljamain Sterling excuse. The floor was slippery. No. <laughs> 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 oh, you see people, this is why I say this man a troll. You see this? Even though he know he wrong, he still can't sit there and just be like. No, nah, I wanted Kobe I to win. For, I, had, I had good reasons because <laughs> I didn't want the, the shape of the welterweight division actually like look really bad because now you got someone that's not ranked about to face Usman. They want to they just throw him in there against him, but, you know, who's Usman going to fight? Al, who's Usman going to fight? Man, you didn't <laughs> say that shit with GSP ever, did you? I did say these things with GSP. I was I was the number one GSP hater back in the day. <laughs> oh, God, now it all makes sense. Now, oh, God. <laughs> How, how you gonna I, be a I, GSP hater? I, I, I was I was the man I was the man sitting in a Buffalo Wild Wings looking at GSP hug Nick Diaz for five rounds. <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> I was very. Angry. Uh, you should well, you be more angry choice. at Nick Diaz for not getting them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. That's who you should be mad at. But we're not going to kill Daryl too much, though, because, he, he, you know, he normally is pretty hot with his picks. So, we, you know, we ain't going to kill him. But I just also want to point out to you, hey, Daryl, who was that other person that you told me was going to lose? And uh, they ended up winning just like I said they was going to. Who was that? What's her name? Say it for me one more time, Daryl. What's her name? First off, I did. 
I said I said what I said, but I didn't follow my back like I said. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I see Mason. I you see, he didn't want to look at us when he was saying that shit. You see that? <laughs> Roses, Roses winning that fight after after you seen like after the first round, it was just like, uh, okay. I'm it's telling the, you, man, you can't. You, I'm telling you, bro. But there was why a. Do you pick, there, why do you pick against somebody who? Why do you pick against a woman with a ball fade? I'm telling you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it. She don't care about nothing. <laughs> she, hey, bro, she go to sleep in a wave cap and wake up with a, with a jar of Murray's and like, hey, bro, we about to get out there. <laughs> so, what you mean? Oh, no. so, so I'm just gonna point this out right now. If Julia Pena just started having a fade, she's gonna be the man of Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. At that point, she doesn't care, bro. Hey, bro, get a get a fade and a can oh, of Murray's, no. and I promise you, your fucking oh, fighting no. instinct go up plus 10. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Oh. It's going to be like UFC career mode. Like, we're going to add plus 10 to your freaking hands. Hey, if she mess around and go to sleep in a silk do-rag, I promise you her hands are just going to... Hey. Uh, don't let it be Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Like, don't, don't. I'm never, I'm never gonna bet against Rose as long as she <laughs> fades. I'm sorry, I'm never doing it. I'm, I'll oh. bet the house on it every single time. She got fade. Oh my god! How can you go against that? Hey, uh, I'm with you there. I'm with you. But uh, we've got a pair of fights that are going on tonight that have some consequences to them here. So we might as well talk about those couple of fights here. So Daryl, we have got. Ben Rothwell versus Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. See that? Okay. Intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have got two guys here who both could probably move up um, in some significance here in the heavyweight rankings if they come across with an impressive victory here and possibly put themselves in contention for a number one titles, uh, number one contender, contender match. Excuse me, Jesus, losing my mind. Um, contender match, but. Who do you think is going to end up coming out with the victory between these two men tonight? Because I know, I mean, Rothwell, he's been around for quite a long time. You know, with, you've got over 50 fights, oh, excuse me, in your MMA career. That's pretty crazy. But um, Rodrigo de Lima, he has been, you know, fairly good. He's had some success here being an 18 8 and 1. Um, but he seems to have improved over uh, like the last year and a half. So, with all of that in mind there, Daryl, who do you got in this fight tonight? Hmm. Ben, I guess Ben has like a third win, fourth win. Like, like thinking he can actually just move up and actually be a contender for the heavyweight division. But we have to look at the two top people right now, and that's Gone and freaking Francis. So I don't see any of these people actually beating them. Um, mm-hmm. in this fight, I'm going with the actual underdog, Mr. Marcos himself, because mm. I'm not, I don't, I, I see Ben just coming in there, going forward, wild swing, not re- do like his little typical backup. Like, that's all I see. That's what I expect. If this was mm-hmm. like another person, like another dude, just because. 
Glover got his shine for being an old guy and getting a title. It doesn't mean everybody else has the same caliber <laughs> that they can do that. Uh, I really feel like this might be a, a real close matchup. Um, their, their reach is pretty much literally the same. But, mm-hmm. but he's coming in a little bit heavier versus the other guy. So... I, I guess this will be like a night. I give it by second round, second round KO. Hmm. I ain't mad at that. Mesa, who you got here between Rothwell and Marcos Rodrigo de Lima? That man got three names. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. No, but you, but you said he's probably. He said he's improved over the last what year and a half. He seems to be a different fighter. I mean. Yeah, More he than, um he probably he's had a fair amount of success. I mean, over his last four, going just going back to 2019, which is his last four, right? He had a loss to Stephen Shroom with the, was the arm triangle arm triangle choke from Stephen Shroom, which we know anybody can get caught in with that dude. Um, then he won against Ben Saucier with uh, TKO with punches, and he lost in another um, forearm choke. And then his last fight against Maurice Green went as a unanimous decision for him. So it seems like my man um, has no ground game. <laughs> but um, I do. I got to go with a younger fighter here in this situation, man. I mean, like I said. Can't um, rock with the old man, huh? I can't do it. We saw what happened to Frankie Yeager. <laughs> Please don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, know, you, you thought we were just gonna skip past it because they weren't a pride. They weren't. They weren't the the title fights. Nah, nah. That man, nah, was man. Winning, that man was winning two rounds until he got caught with an up kick. <laughs> That's it. Okay, but uh, yeah, but like he got three names. Um, he's younger. Got to go with it. I'm not. I'm not gonna give you any more than that. Got to go with it. You got three names. Oh my god, I love. I love the logic here of Mace on this. Right, he's got three names, so that has to be the one. <laughs> Fucking love it. It's faced, oh it's god, faced in four. It. It's faced in four. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. Technically, it is actually spaced in the four. That is that is very true, actually. Oh, so he's like a he's like the fourth. Like he's like the. It go because his name. All right, so it's um, it goes Marcos Space Rodrigo Space De Space Lima. Oh, okay, yeah, oh for sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he, when that concrete right in there, uh, like, uh, House yeah, Lima. Oh yeah, oh we, oh yeah, we, of House Lima. Yeah, we about to bring him. Yeah, he's out here. I ain't there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah of course, of course. Oh my goodness! Something is wrong with him, man. I, some something wrong with Mace. I'm just I don't know. I don't understand it. <sighs> but yeah, I honestly I'm with uh, both of you guys here. I think Ben Rothwell's days are probably done. I I don't see him being able to just dominate. He doesn't. I don't think he has the tools in place in order to truly beat this man in the way that you would need to. Like you said. Uh, Rodrigo de Lima, he could really choose to work on his ground game, just specifically his submission defense, because he is consistently putting himself in bad positions um, with the ways that he tries to get back to his feet. 
So he needs to work on that for sure. But I think the younger man most definitely comes out on top tonight and he takes home a big victory, which could lead to bigger things for him in the future here, considering we have a lot of weird stuff going on. There's a lot of fighters in flux right now in that heavyweight division. So we're going to, we'll end up seeing what what happens there, but the main event on the night is going to be Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Now Yair Rodriguez has had a amazing start to his career. He is 14 and two at this point, And honestly, probably one of the best fighters that is currently in the UFC. He has, he's had varying success. I, I, I could say in his last like four, because he's got the loss to Frankie Edgar, right? But then he also was, let me, in his last five, He's got three wins in his last five, and the other one was that no contest, the the eye poke, you know. So really in his last four fights that actually went to some kind of decision, he's won three of his last four, and the only one that he lost was the doctor stoppage in the fight against Frankie Edgar. So I'm going to have to say that tonight Max Holloway goes to sleep, and we watch Ayer Rodriguez probably put what may be one of the last few – um, fights on Max Holloway because I think he's I think he's going to sleep tonight. I really do. I think Yair knocks him out. Am I crazy? This, this guy actually just said Max Holloway's going to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a second. I did. <laughs> I did. Oh, so you you rebelling out today? Okay, okay. Uh, hey, I, look, I'm just being for real. Look, hey, baby. Like in the NBA, you only got so many jumps in your legs. You only got so many big punches you could take to the face. And Max then took a whole lot in these last five fights. That man, Max, been getting peased up. So, so, uh, so you hoping on a uh, a crazy random spinning elbow to knock him out? No, I think that man just that that chin is looking a little wobbly, dog. I mean, man, I, that chin. Come, did you see the last on, fight? Bro. Did both, you see the look, last both, fight? Look, look, look. If Volkanovski can rock him, I think Yair hit harder than Volkanovski. So, bro, I'm going to have to say Yair can put that man to sleep. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, hold on. Who you got then, player? You saying I ain't right. Who you got? We going with the man that says it is what it is. <laughs> Stole that for me, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, we we can't we can't go against Max Holloway. Like this man, just he he's not going to take a fight that's going to be like risky. He could sit out and have that title fight all he wants. Like he just wants to be active. And you're telling me right now that you're you this man right here going to actually like win after having the suspension and having time off. You telling me this man's actually like. No ring rust, no nothing. You just just throw all your money to him. I think Max is going to sleep. What round? Third round. He going to sleep. Third round. Mm-hmm. He going to sleep. Um, I'm telling, bro. I've seen it happen before. When when you start getting rocked by more and more shots, yeah, that time's coming. Hey, look, you better remember this. Chuck Liddell ate a whole lot of big shots for a long time, too. 
Then Rashad put that man to sleep. <laughs> he hit that man with a lightning punch, and Chuck, <laughs> and Chuck was never the same again. So, Justin Gaethje took a lot of shots too. They were calling him the Homer Simpson. Hey, <laughs> hey, you think you think he if he don't run into the right one, you think he ain't going to sleep too? There is no right one. <laughs> there is no right. Look, that, look, man. There's been very few guys that have not had their lights turned off in the UFC. Okay, and I'm sorry, but the dudes we talking about have been in some battles, especially Max. Max has been in some battles where he has ate some big shots. And my guy, he ain't getting younger; he only getting older. So I think them lights about to go nighty night tonight. Like I've I've been a fan of Max Holloway his whole career. Everybody go night night, dog. <laughs> That's all I can say. I gotta I gotta agree with uh, Jerome here, man. Um, <coughs> Max Holloway, especially like he's a, he's a volume striker. He's not out there looking to try to find a re- find a way to knock somebody out. Um, which which lets his opponents know that hey man I can eat two jabs and probably come with an overhead or something something of that nature or, or get his hands down with some leg kicks or but um at some point you can't you can't just go in there and and try to have a five round war with everybody man um but but we do have takedown defense at eighty four percent. We have takedown accuracy at 71%. This man saying either on KO or submit him. And you thinking No, no, no. The lights is going out. He is knocking him out. Ain't no submit. No. He on you will see a max. That's what we're gonna say. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And you think y'all Yeah, I mean a knockout, hey man, it's like I said, it's probably coming. Um it might maybe that might happen. It might happen in this fight, but um, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Rodriguez here, man. He's young. I I don't think ring rust really. That, that's a weird. That's weird because I mean we've seen Misha Tate come back from what like a two year absence or something like that, and and no no issue. We've seen other fighters come back. Maybe they're slightly rusty for a round. And then they realize that hey man, this is I've been getting punched like this my whole life, my whole fighting career. Let's do it. So I mean, especially with, with, with young fighters, I don't think there's really a ring rest because there's there's a lot of things in the ring you're still learning. So maybe he took this time to hone in on some things that he was not that good at, or or whatever the case may be. He probably got in a lot more sparring sessions. So um, instead, like cool. always. To be clear for people, when we're talking about younger fighter, we're talking about he hasn't been in there for as many battles as, as Max. Because they're both the same age, but Max has been fighting since he was like 18, bro. So, like, <laughs> you know, they both, they both may be 29, but Max has got, like, the miles on him of, like, a 30-something-year-old fighter. You know, but he's got a it's, lot it's, I mean, with, with any sport, man, um, we talk about the – like, I mean, for football, for instance, let's just say a guy goes to college for four four years and he's in the NFL for three years. He's, what, 26, 27? But you got the guy that came out at, at 20, right at 21, and he's that same age. He's got way more miles on his legs. So, I mean, technically that guy that's only been in the league for three years, is is he's physically younger. 
that's 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 what we're getting at right here, man. I mean, at some point, them hey, them miles catch up on you, man. Them punches catch up. <laughs> them leg kicks catch up to you. Yeah. So, so Daryl, uh, so with with all that being said, so Daryl, are you taking Max or did you just say all that shit to then turn around and give us the okie doke and be like, yeah, I'm taking Yair? <laughs> no, more hundred percent. That's crazy. Huh. Y'all, y'all really, y'all bugging. <laughs> y'all really bugging. Like, I mean, this is, I in most situations, I like the younger fighter. I'm go- going by experience, man. Frank Yeager was an old head, and I guarantee you in that fight, y'all said, oh, y'all here going got this. Frank Yeager, come on now. And Frank Yeager like, made that man have a doctor stoppage, made his eye look like a balloon. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't really control that, though, as a fighter. It's not like Frankie was just beating his eye, beating his ass. I mean, but his he eyes was. swelled he was up to the top. point to where, come on, bro. Like, that, that's like when, that's like when uh, Klitschkoff, when the fight got stopped against Lennox Lewis, he was beating Lennox Lewis ass, but the cut was so bad that the doctor stopped the fight. If the doctor stoppage does not mean that somebody was beating your ass, it just means that you have a cut bad enough that they're like, hey, we got to stop this because you might have some permanent shit happen to you and we have to protect you from having some permanent damage happen to your fucking face. You got to learn defense, protect your face. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. Come on. <laughs> God protect your face. Where is Mia at? Mia need to come troll you right now just for that BS you just said. I hope she I hope as soon as we get done recording, Mia come. I already felt I already heard it once already. So like, <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we will see who ends up winning that fight tonight because um I, I think Daryl is about to be uh, a little bit upset again after this week. So we will see though. But you know me, I'm willing to eat my crow if I end up being wrong here. It happens, right? You know, you, you pick you pick a lot of fights, you pick a lot of events. You're going to be wrong sometimes. It happens. But I'm right more than I'm wrong. Um, that being said, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we now, while we killed Daryl for his picks that he made last week, we have to give him credit for the one that he saw that me and baseball definitely didn't see. And that was the Broncos over the Cowboys. Daryl picked the upset of the week that probably most people didn't see. And if you would have listened to him and you would have bet on the Broncos, you probably would have won a good amount of money. So, Daryl, kudos to you. I applaud you for be, for seeing that upset coming. You tried to tell us, but we didn't listen. And you were right. You are right. Told you, you can only you can only lose with so much. <laughs> you can lose with so right. much. <laughs> That's enough of that shit. I, I can't do that. That's enough of that shit. That's enough, man. You can't can't let a troll be too right because then then he starts getting all out over his skis and start talking shit to you. Like I can't do that. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do it. Cold blooded man. <laughs> can't do it, bro. Can't do it. <sighs> but he was right. Good for Daryl. But also, fuck him. so we've got to move on to this week's games and uh we did make our picks for last week and uh yeah we all got that wrong because uh well for thursday night's game excuse me because the dolphins managed to pull off what will probably end up being the upset of this week by defeating the dolphins 22 to 10 that was a piss poor performance mace from the ravens in that one um 
does what happened on Thursday give you any pause to how good you think the team is or do you believe that hey this is an anomaly this is just one of those hey it's a Thursday night football game weird stuff happens on Thursday nights I think it's a little bit of both because <clears throat> until this up until this point the Dolphins defense has pretty much underperformed in what from what a lot of people thought they were capable of I mean um Especially that secondary, um, people really felt like that was the strength of their team. It would allow that front seven to do a lot of different things just by having that 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 four, those four back there being um, solid players in, in which they were. And maybe that could uh, be to the effect of um, the Baltimore receivers still not having turned the corner yet as, a, as an entire group. But um, it's it's the reason why I guess you, you play all the games, man, because um, I mean, especially over the last two weeks or so, there's been a fair amount more upsets than we probably that, that we've predicted. And um, a lot of people probably saw it coming, but um, a Thursday night game, middle of the season, I don't really think you can take much stock into the Ravens losing that game. But you can give the Dolphins credit for for their performance because um, Tua, that that's a weird quarterback situation they got there. Um, both of the quarterback, both the of the quarterbacks pack. are yeah, both of them are, are are fairly injured, but one's healthier, a little bit healthier than the other. But yet the backup always finds a way back into the game. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, that uh, regardless of who's that quarterback, man, that offensive line is in shambles, though. Uh, it's it's pretty much a, they their their defense has to carry them at this point, and um, mm-hmm. like I said, they it was just a a good matchup for them. Um, the Baltimore receiving core is subpar. I mean, we we. We both thought that maybe Hollywood was ready to turn that corner, but um, wrong. Wrong on that one. Um, Bateman, I, I think, like I said, I, we both think that he can be the the piece in that receiving core that that um, takes them above what what their expectations are, but maybe not just yet. Um, obviously, not just yet. Uh, he's, I think, he's only played what three in three games this season. Something like that because mm-hmm. he started. Yeah, he started out on on IR. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, man, I think you just gotta you gotta give credit to to uh, the Dolphins in this one, man. Um, the defense looked really good, and um, Tua did just enough. Even though his throw mechanic seems, I mean, I know he's a left hander and all that, but his throw mechanic seems weird. It seems like he's he's he just struggles to get the ball out there. You know what I'm saying? He's um he's not a natural thrower of the ball. That's what the problem is. To where you look at guys like like perfect example, you look at Fields, right? Um, from his performance against the Steelers. You saw the off-platform throws that he made, like the one, you know, you've seen him now two weeks in a row, right? Where he ends up rolling to his counter shoulder, the counter side, and he's still able to get his body around enough to throw a strike into the end zone in the corner of the end zone. The one throw that I was like, hey, my man is my man has made it. So it was uh, on the final drive where he steps up in the pocket and he's I'm talking about full blast this way and uh, uh, 
to the side. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, my boy is, um, it doesn't, it, I mean, there's not a throw I don't feel like he can't make. Yeah, on, on that drive, he had two big-time throws because he had that uh, the slot fade to Allen Robinson, and then he had that throw um, rolling, rolling to his left to Mooney for the touchdown. Those were both throws that you're like, those are big-time throws. He put the ball exactly where he needed to and where only his receiver was going to get it. And that is a true – that's one of the easiest judgments that you can make on a quarterback. It's not whether he's getting it to the guy. It's he's throwing it where only his guy has a chance to get his hands on the ball. If he's consistently doing that for the receivers, you know you've got something good there. And that's where I think my issue comes in with Tua is that his ball placement does not seem great and he doesn't seem like it's natural. You know, it it seems like a lot of times when he rolls out and stuff, as he's trying to go and make the strike, it's like he's processing everything and he has – it's not a natural, hey, my body just – just shifts off this muscle memory and I'm going to, you know, get my hips around and get my shoulders square for him. It feels like he's really having to think and process through a lot of it. Well, cause I mean, you got to think about it from the moment he came to the NFL, he actually had to run an offense. Whereas in, at Alabama, he, it was a lot of RPO type situations because Alabama was just so dominant. I mean, they still had dominant running backs back there that you had to, crowd the box in and it's like a simple my receiver is better than your second whoever you got in the secondary those were just easy simple throws for him but now that his talent around him seems to be overmatched it now looks like he did not work on the the small mechanics to make himself NFL ready and um He's kind of that that fringe type quarterback where, you, where where we hope he still can can be the guy. He's got a few years left on his rookie contract, so we hope. But um, it just seems like a mechanical issue to where he just never really worked on it because he didn't have to, or nobody mm-hmm. really forced him to, and um, it it just looks bad, man. I mean, his mechanics just look bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I... I had hope in Tua, right? But he was one that I was never fully, fully sold on because, like you were saying, there it's a it's a big difference when you're playing quarterback at Alabama to when you're playing quarterback in the NFL. At Alabama, your guys are going to have the physical advantage a lot of times over the other people. They're going to be faster. You know, they're going to be stronger. When you get to the NFL, everybody's fast and strong. Now it's technique. Now it's who who has the best technique. Who has the best scheme to get open and get guys the ball? And unfortunately, on top of Miami's offense not really seeming very creative at all, their offensive coordinator has been Poochie's this year, if you ask me the truth, uh, because you're not really doing your quarterback any favors. So on top of that, you have a guy who doesn't even have necessarily a really a strong arm either in Tua. He's – a quarterback that is more in the Drew Brees vein of things, which is, hey, I got to throw this on time. Like, for for anything you want to knock Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady on, what they both have always had is enough arm ability to drive the ball down the field and get it there when it needs to be. Tom, as he's gotten older, right, he's had to throw it more and more on time because he's lost a little arm strength here or there. But regardless, they still had the ability to do it. Tua doesn't really seem to have that ability to just drive it down the field when he needs to. And that's that's the most worrisome part to me is that 
but he throws the ball past 20 yards. It doesn't look it looks like good. a struggle. And mm-hmm. just to, to make another point about this whole like difference between like talent wise from college to NFL, just about everyone on the NFL roster was a college standout. Like that's the mm-hmm. that's kind of that's the thing that people don't understand. Even the guy that, that was drafted in the seventh round. At some point, he had a really good college career. Like these, these are we're not just picking up the random guy on the roster in the seventh round. Like um, <clears throat> to even be selected in the seventh round of a draft, you have to have have to have standout potential in what somebody asking you to do. Like you, mm-hmm. if 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 your only good quality is your your ability to to block the run, like your 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 ability to pull as a as a guard or something, like you'll get drafted because mm-hmm. you you can do something that this team wants you to do really well. So I mean, yeah, I mean people people will sit there and say, oh, the people look at these rosters, especially in football, you probably only see maybe thirty to forty of people on 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 the team play just from from. Offense, defense, and special teams, you maybe only see like 40 some some odd other players, but you got to think those other players on the rosters, those other dudes on the practice squad, they were all college standout athletes. And um, mm-hmm. there's there's a huge leap when everybody on the field was an all American pretty much. So, I mean, it's, it, it, there's just a huge difference. It's what I tried to explain to the damn Twitter troll that tried to come at me when I shared the video of uh, Big Perk doing his dribbling drills and it was like just just a reminder that even the most average nba player will give you the blues right and the dude was like are you serious yes you idiot because look man these guys may be bums at the professional level when you're comparing them to the elite of the elite but versus the rest of us boy they're giving us the blues we about to be getting to work all day like me I have played against dudes who played high level college basketball. And I've seen them dudes play against some NBA guys. Like, look, look, man, I played against Shannon Brown and D. Brown. Okay. Both of them dudes made the NBA. You saw how athletic Shannon was, Mace. Shannon was killing the regular dudes, murdering them. But when he got to the NBA, what happened? He was just a he was just a regular rotation guy. I mean, he was struggling for minutes. Exactly. So these guys are at a different level once you get to that NBA or, or NFL level. So I think that's something that Tua is most definitely going to have to work on. He's got to do a lot of work come this offseason because it has not looked good for him this year. But not to get stuck on the old Miami Dolphins here, let's get moving with the picks this week. And we're going to start with the Sunday games as always. And of course, first in line, we have got Saints versus Titans. Saints, who's, uh, whose season could have maybe gotten a spark last week if they were able to actually close that game out, but they weren't. So with that in mind, we know the Titan season is still going pretty damn well. Mace, who you got? I got the Titans in this one. Um, uh, Alvin Kamara is actually supposed to be out as well. So yep. um, that offense is going to be very um, – <laughs> injury. Yeah, it, it's it's not going to – I don't think it's they're going to have much success. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans' defense is starting to play a lot better. Uh, Kevin Byard has um, kind of separated himself from the rest of that defense. He is um, he's he's a baller. He's balling, man. I mean, he's he's always been good. It's not like the guy hasn't been good, but um, he seemed to have uh, turned all the lights on this season, and um, 
he's maybe maybe he changed his um film study regimen or whatever maybe he's consuming more film now sometimes it's as simple as that but the guy always mm-hmm. seems to be in position to make the play he's uh making the right calls make making the right adjustments in the secondary to get his uh guys in the, in the correct coverages and everything so um yeah i mean i got the titans here um they're just gonna give the saints the blues man Daryl Saints at Titans, who you got? Titans. Titans got this. <laughs> Quick and simple. Love it. Yeah, they got this. I don't see the Saints actually winning this game. Now you me think about the miracle when uh, they're not doing it. No, sorry, are we boring you over there, Grandpa? You look like you're ready to go to sleep. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm not sleeping. I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm just like, ugh. This is this is this is that week you just toss your money to things. <laughs> <laughs> See, he over here trying to get his gambler right while we pick. <laughs> right, like, I got to get my draft DraftKings picks right. Get that parlay Jesus. right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, technically on DraftKings right now, you can actually parlay um, three bets out of the same game. Yeah, I've been doing MGM, honestly. I haven't been doing DraftKings. Ah, okay, okay. All right, well, I think we all know that the Titans are going to win that game. The Saints are basically – they're they're about two losses away from being dumpster fire status on the season. So uh, this is going to be one more towards that uh, ultimate goal of dumpster fire. So – that's not going to end up looking good for them by the end of that game. But moving forward here, we have got a team who, my Lord, nobody could have saw them losing last week. The Bills at the lowly New York Jets. Mace, I'm going to you here because I know we both have been trying to be reserved with our Josh Allen praise was this not the perfect example of exactly what the hell we'd be worried about with Josh Allen last week? Yeah, man. Like, how in the world do you not move the move the ball versus the Jag Jaguars, man? <laughs> um, like I say, like I said, we we just said we just got finished talking about how all these guys are were at some point standouts at at um at the college ranks. So like they come in here and we expect them to play well all the time, but um. I don't think anybody really believed in in the Jaguars as a team. So to see them, <laughs> Hell no. to see them hold the Bills to a nine six game like uh, that, I think that the score is more surprising than the outcome because you know, like I said, you never know, man. Um, they could just have have themselves a game and outscore them or something, or or the Bills mm-hmm. could just be off offensively, but. This was a a dumpster fire of a game, man. It was that. I mean, that's the best way to put it. It um, there's there's too much talent on the Bills, offensively and defensively, to only score six points. Um, the defense should set you up to score at least twice, just off of um, changing field position with with easy three and outs or or, or a turnover for that matter. But um, uh, it's, I mean, it was disgusting, right? Yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> ugh, how can you watch that game, man? Nine six, ugh, yuck. 
<laughs> throw it in the and, trash. Uh, yeah, just throw that whole game in the trash, man. I, honestly, if I'm the Bills, I I watched that game one time on film in regular speed and throw it away after that. I don't try to analyze it. I don't try to learn from it. I'm just, hey, throw that game out. We did nothing well that game. Throw it all out. Watch it one time. Throw it out. Don't refer back to it. But um, the thing I will say for the Bills is just simply, if you're going to be a team that's going to have long-term success, you cannot lose to a team like Jacksonville that is that bad. Boy, I wonder if I bet it on that game. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it seems like, I mean, and then and then the crazy, the cra- other crazy aspect of this game is the fact that uh, Mike White has the Jets' offense looking respectable. <laughs> Mike White has them looking like a real football team. It, it, it's almost as if they chose the wrong quarterback. Hum, hmm. you know what? <laughs> who, <laughs> who was the guys that were trying to tell them that they should have drafted almost, Justin Fields instead of drafting Zach Wilson? What's, what's it's that almost as if what? they chose the wrong quarterback, man. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like they picked they picked wrong. Hmm. It, it, isn't that what we tried to tell them, right? And hmm. then we had all them people that was watching them hype videos and shorts and a t-shirt. They were like, no, nah, man, look at look at them throws he can make. And then they tried to tell us about how he was good at BYU. And then we try to tell them, BYU don't play nobody? And it was like, no, they play this team and that team. I, look, I remember something very specifically. I had the Twitter trolls coming for me when I was going at going at Zach Wilson over the summer. And the reason my thing was, was like, hey, BYU don't play nobody. I had people trying to tell me about how, oh, yeah, you uh, you haven't watched no college football because they've been playing this team and that team and da 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 what did I tell y'all? Zach Wilson stinks. He stinks. Y'all fell in love with the shorts and the t-shirt highlights where he could roll the other way and throw it to a dude wide open down the field with no defensive coverage or pressure. You guys fell in love with that. But you don't want to listen to me when I told you all them teams that drafted ahead of Justin Fields that did not take him <clears throat> 49ers, <laughs> Falcons, <laughs> all of y'all. How stupid do you look now? Hey, look, man, if if Mike White can make it work with the Jets, you can't tell me Justin Fields wouldn't have been out there balling. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, the Jets actually they actually invested into their offensive line these last two or three drafts. So I mean, yep. they're they're doing everything they need to to protect a young quarterback to get him feeling comfortable out there running a team and you trying to tell me the Jets offensive line isn't better than the Bears offensive line at this point in time <laughs> like like Justin Justin Fields would probably be leading the the um offensive rookie of the year conversation as a Jet as the Jets quarterback just simply off the fact that his offensive line is a Smidge better. Not even a smidge, a lot. Because I mean, with all that being said, though, man, I uh, I want to pick an upset here. I really do. Oh man, I want to pick an upset here so bad. 
Well, look, look, before you before you make that pick, let me close by saying this to all those Buffalo Bill fans, all them Josh Allen guys that was all trying to come from my head because of what I've been saying about Josh Allen. If that pick that he threw to Josh Allen last week did not alarm y'all to what the hell I've been keep trying to tell y'all, which is this dude is just prone to make some really super bonehead decisions. I don't know what will. It, look, if you haven't figured it out now, after he threw in the double coverage and threw it up to his fullback to go up and boss somebody, <laughs> that didn't do it for you. If the 36-yard sack didn't do it for you, and this didn't do it for you, the interception, the spinning carousel interception to throw to Josh Allen didn't do it for you, I don't know what will. I, I think at this point you guys should see clearly my reservations with Josh Allen. And I'm sorry – I know some people will try and say, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe Brian Dayball is not doing as good as a job as he was last year. No, 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 no. It's what happened to Josh Allen is what y'all thought was going to happen to Lamar Jackson. They might have figured him out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man, oh, man I, like I said, I really want to pick an upset here, dog. Like, I'm, ah, oh, man. I mean, look, Bills at Jets. The Bills have not been great, this team. We've seen this team, Mace, even in their victories, right? They've been up and down, up and down. One week they look like, oh, shit, you guys might be the best team in the AFC. And then they win a game the next week where it's like, damn, why did you guys struggle so much? I still got to go with the Bills here, man. Um, ah, I just, I, ah, man, this is tough. <laughs> ah, if, if the Bills lose, I'm not going to be surprised, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, Daryl, Bills, Bills, Jets. Who you got, Daryl? Should have went with your gut. You should have just went to the troll side and just said, "Hey, the Jets are gonna freaking win." Just say it. Just say it. I can't do it, bro. I gotta, oh man, commit. You was a real one. You just say it, Mace. If you was a real one, you just say it. I bet you wouldn't put your wallet on them bills, though. <laughs> I would not. No, I would not. Not at all. Oh, I'm sticking with the bills, man. I'm sticking with them. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, wow. All right, Daryl, who you got? I got Jets. <laughs> hey, I may have said all that, but... uh yeah, I'm still going with the Bills, nigga. I ain't crazy. Ah, you ain't putting <laughs> your wallet on the Bills. Y'all some frauds right now. <laughs> no, I just look. I just don't trust the Jets, man. That that more than anything, I just do not trust the Jets to to string together two good performances in a row. I don't. I just don't see that happening. Hey, a clock, um, clock is always right twice. Hey, you ain't, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, but moving forward here, we have got. Lions at Steelers. We got Lions who are still out here, you know, really fighting for their life. Hey, they are the definition right now, man. So my head fighting for my life. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they're they're not even getting blown out week to week, right? They they've had quite a few close games. Yes, I know that last game against the Eagles was a blowout. I know that Jared Goff, Jared Goff looked horrible in that game, by the way, but. Again, this is a Lions team that we all know is in, in a rebuild. They are taking some positive steps in the right directions. The Lions fans that I do happen to follow on like Twitter, they seem to all feel much better about their team 
and the direction that it's going, especially after the what three years of Patricia there, where he thought he was yeah. the smartest guy and yeah. out there every week. So, yeah, um, the Lions seem to be trending in the right direction, even though they are, you know, yet to get a W like that. But we have also we've also got the Steelers, who seem to be coming into some type of shape. Um, it's more, it's kind of been proven that without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to have to be a defensive team this year. And for them to win, the defense is going to have to put up performances like they did in the first three quarters against the bears to where they were really, really, you know, even with all the penalties that the bears had to deal with, right. That defense of the Steelers was still playing very, very well, right. They still played good enough to make sure that that team had a chance to win. So they're a very defensive team at this point. You cannot really trust Ben Roethlisberger on that offense to consistently make big plays. All that in mind, Lions at Steelers. Mace, who you got? Uh, I got the Steelers here. Um, I just think the the Steelers' defense will will dominate. Um, T.J. Watt, his, uh, he's kind of rounded up in, into fashion. He's, he's gotten himself going here these last few games. Um, I think this will be another like defensive showcase per se for the Steelers. I think that um, maybe maybe they 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 roll fall back into more of a heavy uh, run offense. You know, kind of just control the ball and allow their defense to to put them in in better positions to not have to drive down the field <clears throat> 70, 70 plus yards. Maybe they maybe they get a couple short fields. And score that way. So uh yeah, I got the Steelers here. Daryl, Lions and Steelers, who you got? Mm. I might go for the Lions, honestly. This man is wild, bro. <laughs> I was crazy last week for picking them, but uh, uh yeah, bro, y'all, y'all be wilding. I ain't picking the Lions for nothing. I got the Steelers, dog. Like y'all, y'all be wilding to ever pick the Lions right now, bro. Like you, Jared Goff is their quarterback, fam. Okay, you picking Jared Goff to win a game? If your life was on the line, would you pick Jared Goff to win this game for you? Against Pittsburgh, yes. Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. You don't believe in no damn Jared Goff. <laughs> man, he walking around ready to go anytime. <laughs> so apparently Daryl's like, YOLO! He's over here doing the Jeff Hardy all the time. He's like, ah! Russian roulette with a revolver. That's what we do it. <laughs> oh my God, this guy Daryl is crazy. All right, so uh, next year we have got two teams who their seasons aren't going to really amount to much. Jags at Colts. Mace, who you got? I got the Colts. <clears throat> um, Daryl, Colts. Who you got? They don't, they don't nobody want to hear about this whack ass game. Don't nobody believe in this shit. Damn, <laughs> I damn Colts. Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, right, come on, baby. Like hey, you ain't even got to give me a reason, Mace. We know why. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Thank you. Move forward. <laughs> <laughs> we we got it, bro. We got it. Uh, all right. So next in line here, we have got a game that could shape up to be a competitive one here, depending on how. Uh, Taylor Heineke plays Bucks at Washington football team. Mace, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with the uh Bucks here, but I, I, I think the football team will, will give them a fair amount of resistance. I don't think this will be a blowout per se. Mm-hmm. Um, the game may be closer than a lot of people, a lot of Bucks fans would want it to be, but yeah, I, I think they'll they'll win in a highly contested uh game. <laughs> 
fair. Daryl, I got who you got? Bucks. I got my bucks. Well, of course, you root for everything, Tom Brady. Stand <laughs> it. All right, moving along. Here we've got Browns at Patriots. Uh, coming off a big win here last week, but I think was a deceivingly uh, deceiving performance for Baker Mayfield because a lot of people were trying to give him credit for things that took place that really didn't have much to do with him considering the running game dominated and the defense dominated last week. Baker was pretty much throwing two open guys. So Browns at Patriots. Mace, who you got? Um, You know, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Um, I think uh, that defense will have old Baker over there seeing ghosts. Mm -hmm. Daryl, who you got? Patriots. Yeah, I, I'm with Mace and Daryl on this one 100%. Those first few times that you see Bill Belichick's defense, I don't know what he'd be doing to these quarterbacks, but they'd be like, oh, no! Oh, no! To give like, me hey, perspective, man, Peyton Manning struggled against Belichick his entire career. So. Shit, if you need modern perspective, Justin Herbert has pretty much balled out against everybody he's played in the NFL so far, except the Patriots. He played like dog shit both times he's played them. So I should tell you a lot there. All right. But uh, moving forward here, we have got Falcons at Cowboys. I don't think this one should be too hard. I'm picking my Cowboys, man. Bounce back game. We blowing them boys out, <laughs> out the dough. Daryl, who you got? <laughs> you want to root for Dallas this week. You oh, better. Jesus. You here it goes, you bro. Here not. it goes. You bet not. I go for Dallas. If they lose, I'm going to blame you, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is pretty easy. Two teams that are in totally the opposite directions here. I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't think that their offense plays as bad as it did last week. That was an, an aberration more than anything. All right, we've also got now Panthers at Cardinals. Mace, who you got? Um, Have they – Said that Cam has actually played in the game, dude. Then who mean, else they gonna start? I'm mean, just saying, bro. You never know who's who. Who, who, that, who the, they gonna put Sam Donald out there again? Hey man, I, hey man, I don't know. He <laughs> might not be ready to play yet. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> hey, Cam is a stay ready all star. He's always ready. You know, are, are they playing in Carolina? <laughs> is, is it the game? Uh, it is. <laughs> Uh, Panthers at cards. Okay, okay, it's not in Carolina. So, yeah, I got the uh, Cardinals. I would say if it was in Carolina, I feel like there was going to be one of those um, Superman performances by Cam. I thought, hey, he's going to put the team on his back for one game, let everybody know he's back. But no, now that they're in Arizona, no, I'm, I'm picking the cards. Super drunk, bro. Hey, super, super drunk. <laughs> Emo- right, emotions uh, run high in those types of games, right? You never know. <laughs> get the hell out Oh, my God. He gave us all the football speak in the world. Oh, my God. All right. Daryl, who you got? Panthers or Cardinals? Cardinals. I ain't that stuff. Yeah, this is an easy one. Cardinals are, like, the best team in football this year. Come on. Panthers are bringing in Cam Newton because they realize, we should have never let you go. (laughs) But moving forward here, Vikings at Chargers. Mace, who you got? I'm picking the Chargers. Um, they've kind of these last few last few weeks they've kind of had some up and down performances, but um, 
I think they'll write the ship and uh, they realize that if they don't start uh, stringing, if they don't string together a few wins, they're just opening the door for Kansas City. But um, I think the Chargers do um, end up winning that division and uh, they start stringing some games together starting uh, with this week versus the Vikings. Yep, I think this is the week when Kirk Cousins starts turning back into a pumpkin. So I'm going to have to go Chargers here. Daryl, who you got? Chargers. Yeah, I think see, I don't I don't think ITC as a brand believes in Kirk Cousins at all. I think we've proven that over and over with our picks. We do not believe in Kirk Cousins around here. All right, but uh moving forward here, we've got a big game, the return of Russ Will Danger Wilson is back this week, taking on the Packers in Green Bay where it is looking like Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing this week. So it should also be the return of Aaron Rodgers off after missing his game um, due to having COVID. Mace, who you got? Um, if Aaron Rodgers is out there with his full complement of receivers, I'm, I'm taking the Packers uh, just off of the fact that the Seahawks defense has just been poor. Um Russell Wilson just can't and can't continue to put that team on his back. And uh, the Packers defense is actually markedly better than than we expected them to, than I personally expected them to be. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. they got some good pieces out there, but they've been playing really well these last few games. And uh, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers at, back at quarterback, I do think that they will win that game. All right. Daryl, who you got? I got Green Bay as well. I'm not believing in no darn Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks have been way too up and down for me to believe in them at all. So this is a pretty easy pick for me. The Packers are one of the three best teams in the NFC. You know, we, we could easily say that uh, where you want to place them. That may be arguable, but they are one of the three best teams in the NFC. So I'd have to go with the Packers here pretty easily. All right, moving forward here, we have got Eagles at Broncos. Mace, who you got? Um, got the Broncos. I think that they will um, compound on their performance uh, last week, and uh, that deep the defense actually. I guess this is the first time we actually saw their defense play, but they are really good on defense, and um, a team so one dimensional like the Eagles, I think that they will have a pretty good time of uh, containing their offensive threats and. Uh, Pretty much control that game. I'll take the Broncos. Daryl, Eagles at Broncos. Who you got? I know I was wrong last week with them lines, but I'm saying I'm always going to go against those Eagles. That was <laughs> <laughs> so it's always going to be Broncos. It's going to be Broncos for me. <laughs> I am actually going to pick this one as my upset. I'm going to take. I'm going to roll with the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts and that offense puts together another big week this week. I don't trust the uh, Teddy Two Gloves in that offense over there in, in Denver. I just do not trust them. They're too up and down. Um, now, moving forward here, a uh, very, very pivotal game here in the NFC West, which will be this week's Sunday night football game. Oh, I'm sorry, Monday night football game. I mean, no, no, that's Sunday night. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at this wrong. I forgot it's Saturday today. I'm losing my mind, boys. But um, tomorrow's Sunday night football game, Chiefs at Raiders. Mace, who you got? Hmm. Um... The Raiders seem to always play the Chiefs really well. 
it's, 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 for whatever reason, I feel like it's like they got their number or something. Um, the Chiefs have been too inconsistent for me. Uh, the defense the last two weeks has played well, but um, offense really seems to still be the same. It's a bunch of just uh, let's pray that Mahomes actually does something miraculous for us. Um, the Raiders defense, their cornerbacks, and um, Max uh, Max Crosby has been – one of the, the best uh, pass rushers this season. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Daryl, who you got? I'm picking Kansas City. Hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be a real close, close game. I think it's going to be a close game. Honestly. This might nice matter. That. Good. I'm sorry. I said it might surprise us. That's what it might do. Uh, you're not wrong. I'm I'm going out on the limb here, Mace. I'm a rogue with Patty and them boys again. I'm telling you, Mace, if I end up losing this pick picks to you this year, it's gonna be because of the fucking Chiefs. It's gonna <laughs> be because of them. It's gonna be because I keep putting my faith in Patty, boy. I keep doing it and they just keep screwing me, man. But bro, so, it, it, not him, it's everybody around him though. Yeah, that, that's that, true. That is doing true. you dirty, man. I mean these receivers are dropping passes that turn into interceptions. Uh, they have no over, run game. Over too. Just, it's fucking insane how many drop passes. Buns right now, like I mean, to everybody, like they're making every defensive front look like all stars every game mm-hmm. because they're just in Mahomes' face. And um, like I said, I, I, it it looks like they've kind of figured out what to do on defense to not get bopped over the head so much, but. Mm. We'll see. All right. And then the last game of the week, which will be Monday Night Football. 40, we've got Rams, who have just recently picked up Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Niners. We are in San Francisco. So, Mace, who you got? Um, does um Have they said whether or not OBJ is going to play or is he going to be mm, inactive? Uh... You know what? Let me see for you right now. Let me see. If it's saying on his status for the game on Sunday, um, mm, I'm not seeing anything as far as his status for the game on Sunday. Um, so far, pretty much, I'm just still seeing a lot of just reporting on, um, yeah, just reporting on him going there. And okay, so like yeah, that. we're just so, gonna assume that he's. They, they at, at minimum they will have a few package plays for him to go out there. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> I do think the uh, the Rams win this game, but um, again I think that this will be a, a, a more contested game than you would think. Um, the 49ers defense has really just been giving up. They were the secondary. I'm gonna say the defense. Their secondary has been giving up the buns. Um, they spread them. Yeah, they're one of they're one of the uh, highest penalized uh, secondaries in the league as far as um, defensive pass interference goes, and um, I think that that's really gonna hurt them, especially with the the weapons that that the Rams have on offense. I mean, I think they're they're gonna be put they're gonna put them in a lot of one on one situations to fail, and um, Rams uh, get this one, whether or not, regardless of whether OBJ plays or not. All right, Rams at Niners. Daryl, what you got? 
Uh, Rams. Yeah, I until the 49ers are willing to put Trey Lance in there, I'm picking against them. I believe their offense is figured out right now with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. They need to add some type of explosive element to the offense, and they haven't done that yet, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to give them that. He also has no truly dynamic ability to like just make a play for you when everything breaks down. So, yeah, I'm going to have to pick against them here. I think the Rams keep the train rolling and continue to try and uh, fight to get in position to win the division and possibly get the one seed in the NFC. But, of course, as we do each and every week, we pick the Thursday night game to finish it all out. So next Thursday's game will be Pats at Falcons. I don't think this one's too hard for anyone. Mace, who you got here? I got Patriots here. Daryl? Patriots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of us try, Matt, trust Matt Ryan against Bill Belichick, and that's playing out and simple. Because uh, Matt Ryan is cheeks. <laughs> but – Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sitting down and taking your time with us again this week on ITC Sports Ball. I am, of course, your man, Jerome Spann. Mace, tell the people where they can follow you on all the social media. Yeah, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at funky underscore stuff 09. You can also find me on Instagram at Sama. Or, man, give my, give my Twitch a shout out, man. Twitch.tv slash swaggy mace. <coughs> Sorry, $2 for me right there. Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, tell the people where they can find you on all the social media. Twitter and Instagram at Alvarez Effect. Uh, I'm going to start twitching soon. So I, my Twitch is actually <laughs> X-Suicide Kills. There we go. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you already know where to find me. I'm at J-Span, the man everywhere. Just type in J-Span, the man, like, you know, the bears, and you should find me. You'll see either my pretty face right here this guy or you'll end up seeing the itc logo but either way just make sure you go ahead and give everything a follow make sure you also do follow the inside the cage page on facebook we are putting out a lot more stuff there there is going to be updates coming pretty much weekly there from the show so as i tell you guys each and every week thank you for taking your time with us and of course we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and rate everything for us because we only grow if you guys help us grow. So we love you. Everybody have a good week. And this is ITC Sports Ball. Daryl, <laughs> where your sports ball? Come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. Bro. You got to be with the, with the program. No, man. Hold on, hold on, man. No, we got to do that again. Hold on. And this is ITC Sports Ball. ball. <laughs> there, we <go. laughs> there we go there we go love it that was beautiful gentlemen beautiful 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 that was excellent um i will give you guys a holler when i get back to the house here because i gotta get shaken out mace have a good time at that wedding dude i'll see you if you uh end up getting on later on tonight and shit but uh yeah i'm gonna i gotta get shaken because the movie's 11 40 and it's fucking 11 15 now but i didn't want to cut it all short right. there all right all right gentlemen Love y'all brothers, man. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Peace. Take it easy.